What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is Will here. That is Casino. And uh, Zoinks Casino. What a week of NFL football. It is, (laughs) of course, Halloween. We're recording on Halloween. I don't know if you could tell or not. I'm dressed as Shaggy, so I shave my beard like this. I'm going more Shaggy from the live action movies than from the TV shows, Casino. That's fair. He had like three hairs on his chin in the TV show. I don't know how to replicate that. But the movie, I I could replicate a chin strap all day without the straps, I guess. Just the chin. But uh, Casino, you once again dominated me this week. I took a lot of swings, and that means a lot of (laughs) misses. misses. (laughs) (laughs) Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got 10. I only had six this week. So your your uh, lead on picking games grows ever, ever longer. That's groovy, baby. <laughs> uh, way, I was going to try. I don't know. With you calling me out last week about not wearing beanies, I went into my collection, got my football helmet beanie on. True. I, I would never wear that beanie, but I respect you for wearing it. Uh, there it is. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> uh shout out to jeff who says we only shout him out when we're talking about uh mormons because he's a uh disgraced mormon i don't know what they call it where you turn your back on it so shout out to jeff biggest scooby-doo fan i know he'll love this all he talks about is scooby-doo so no mormon no zach wilson no byu in this conversation just and also whenever you ask me about my picks and whatnot and to elaborate, I'm not going to just say no. Apparently, I say no a lot. Yeah. Well, that I feel like is more chalked up to you were exhausted. Last episode, we got tired casino. Now we have tired casino, but it's noon. So he's more energized. He's eating just mm-hmm. mounds and mounds. Never stop of... eating. I'm always eating. Look at my dad bod here. Yeah. And that's just creatine. That's all he's eating right now. He's going to be <laughs> uh right but on that note let's let's dive into this week let's dive in i can't my hair i never wear it like this so just it wet hair on my head might be my number one pet peeve but i gotta do it for the costume casino i gotta do it for the gram as the kids say aka the wife (laughs) yeah well my (laughs) idea i okay (laughs) Before we dive into the games, I we were dressed, me, my wife, my ch- young one-year-old, my 10-year-old is with his mom this Halloween and just said he doesn't want to trick-or-treat with us because he trick-or-treats with me every year. This year, he just wants his mom, which That's fine. Weird. That's it's, weird. What a mystery. I don't know. Mystery. <laughs> uh, maybe I can solve it. Where's Velma? But we... Uh, also, side note, <laughs> to my side note, they there is a new movie on HBO Max called Scooby-Doo Meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's a crossover I didn't know I needed. It's actually really good. And I was like, put it on last night to watch with my one-year-old. He immediately lost interest in it. Me, I was dialed and locked in. Great movie. Watch it on HBO Max. Also, it's a real well, tight, like, hour and ten minutes. So it's, you're not crazy cowardly dog, man. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. Check it out. It's on HBO Max. All but right. 
I say that to say this, me, my wife and child went to the Halloween store, right? And we were like, whatever the 10 year old is doing his own thing. He wants to be something that we can't do like a family costume around. Fine. He's independent, whatever. So one-year-old were like, whatever he picks out, we'll build our costumes around that. Right. So of course we go in, he picks like some random fucking dinosaur and we're like, what the fuck are we going to do here? Maybe we're thinking Jurassic World because my wife's a redhead. Maybe she could be the Bryce Dallas Howard character. I could be, uh, you know, Chris Pratt, whatever, whatever. So then we're walking around the store. Kid sees Scooby-Doo, loses mind, goes Scooby-Doo. We're like, perfect. Wife's a redhead. She can be Daphne. I will be Fred apparently casino the most popular halloween costume that has ever existed is fucking fred from (laughs) scooby-doo sold out every sold out at this store sold out every single party city uh what is it the halloween store i can't the spirit halloween sold out of all those in the entire state so i have to go as shaggy uh she's going as Daphne my child's going as Scooby-Doo so that's why I'm dressed like this this is not my normal attire and I hate just this little part but now that that's out of the way casino uh let's get I feel like we have to stop saying let's get to a crazy week in the NFL because it just seems like crazy weeks are just now the standard so if it was a normal week I feel like that would be more weird than just weird like these weird weeks we're having so just before we dive into the games any like main takeaways from week eight as a whole no that's just for jeff (laughs) no but uh, (laughs) i'm thinking of you buddy i'm thinking of you um uh it's starting to separate a little bit more on which teams we thought could have some fight and come back and which teams are actually good um so when you look at to to harp on that when you look at the nfl standings for each division i feel like it's almost like we have the entire playoff picture like oh, pretty yeah. much that, that's right kind of where i'm getting at is what is is you know which teams and where everybody stands yeah it so. is so out of oops out of the afc we basically have the bills uh, I guess Chargers could make a run at it, but I think the Chiefs are just so much better than everyone in their division at this point. I think they run away with it. So oh, yeah. we have Bills, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, Bengals. We'll see how the Bengals were recording this Monday morning. We'll see how the Bengals fare tonight in their Monday night game. And then AFC South, it's Titans uh, with a, like a two and a half game lead. So we have Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Bills. And then it seems like, the three wild card spots could be what Bengals, uh, Chargers, and then Jets and Dolphins with Patriots fighting it out for the last spot, right? Like, yeah. So the AFC, I guess, is a little more wide open, but the NFC, I feel like it's almost like set in stone in the NFC. It is. Yeah, you got some of the heavier hitters over on that side where the good teams in the NFC are the good teams. Uh, AFC, we've talked about it. It's going to be a little more competitive. Um, obviously, though, the NFC East is the best division in football. Which everybody called before the season. Right? Everybody called that. <laughs> but in the NFC, we have 
Falcons, Buccaneers, Saints in that weird NFC South. Uh, we have Vikings three game lead on everybody in that division, which is shocking because the the Packers are in second. We have the Seahawks 49ers fighting it out on top, like everyone predicted. And then, like you just said, we have Eagles uh, undefeated seven and zero, Cowboys Giants six and two. Yeah, where do we? I feel like it's wrapped up with maybe just seeding in question now. Like, that's pretty, yeah, pretty fair. But let's start with game number one of the week. Uh, I know you woke up at 6 a.m. to watch it, Casino. Oh, watched yeah. every snap of it. 100%. Broncos, technically at Jaguars, but this game took place. Is this one in Germany, London? It doesn't matter. Same thing we predicted from both these teams. Same old Broncos team scoring a measly. It was in uh, London, by the way. It was in London? All right. Yeah. Uh, this high-powered Broncos offense scoring a measly 21 points against this just free-falling Jaguars team scoring 17. Uh, what do we make of this game, Casino? Is this your, just... Your Super Bowl picks back. They're back, baby. <laughs> I had not realized the Denver Broncos had lost the last three games, and now they are uh, riding the ship, apparently, with Russell Wilson doing his weird, dumb uh, preseason sent me pre-game that video, antics. <laughs> I, I literally just put my phone down and got out, walked out of the room. Left my phone. I don't ever leave <laughs> rooms with my phone. Without so, my phone. I just I put it down. And I was like, I'm done. For people who did not see that pregame video please describe it to him casino what 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 is russell wilson doing nothing he's (laughs) he's standing there holding a football with headphones on just going (laughs) and then he like viewers i can't see what i'm doing i'm just shrugging my shoulders and looking around like yeah and then he like does this weird like pose where he's in the middle of the football field like he's like soaking it all in of course he only does this because there's 15 cameras pointed at him and interesting we'll get to the seahawks falcons game maybe the best game of the week uh but we'll get to the seahawks falcon game but i can't remember who said it after the game but he said that it's nice which game the the seahawks falcons game uh, Falcons, Carolina were. Oh, sorry, played. sorry. The Seahawks Giants game. Uh, but after the Seahawks won, it was, I think, maybe Tyler Lockett or like somebody who was on a, uh, those Russell Wilson teams where he said, it's nice to win a game when not one person just takes all the credit for it. Like all these former Seahawks guys just taking shot after shot that aren't even like vague shots. They're like, red dot on the forehead sniper shots just at russell wilson i think most people who play with this guy fucking hate him i don't see it like who has come out in his defense who nobody (laughs) nobody and it doesn't seem like his broncos team like him uh there was i think that thursday night game a couple weeks ago where he like threw an interception or they did something bad and then he's walking up and down the sidelines like clapping and like pointing at guys and that one guy in the bench just like rolls his eyes and it's just that's just how i feel like the entire nation feels when they're watching a broncos game uh that's fair king cringe danger it was king cringe uh but as far as the jaguars go he wasn't even that good he was 18 for 30 he had one touchdown one interception he really wasn't that good 
Well, and then what is going on with this Broncos rushing situation? It's like Latavius Murray is getting more carries. Melvin Gordon was this big acquisition from the Chargers. And he like came out, I believe last week or the week before and said he wanted more touches. And he felt like he was being disrespected. And then they were like, okay. And then he came out kind of had a good game last week and then this week they only give him nine carries he gets 21 yards and a touchdown but what is I don't know what to though obviously the Broncos defense is the talking point with this team that nobody talks about because Russell Wilson is so annoying it's the only thing but Um, Jerry Judy KJ Hamler they have good pieces on offense it's just why are they not generating more offense um You've already hit the nail on the head. We talked about Russell Wilson, man. He's just not, he's not there. He's not present. No. And they are averaging uh, 108 yards per rush a game, which is like a league. I don't, I want to say like bottom third of the leagues. It's gotta Uh, be. It's gotta be. I mean, Latavius Murray, 14 attempts for 46 yards. Yeah. Ugh. Their passing is 220 a game, which is obviously the bottom half of the league. Their offense overall ranks 23rd. But again, there's the story of this team is the defense, which is ranked second in the league. Like they have a great defense and this, but this is how they're going to have to win games. They literally can score two touchdowns and a field goal or three touchdowns and win the game because the other team isn't scoring. But uh Please just, I'm just glad this game technically wasn't on prime time, even though it kind of was on prime time because it was alone, but I don't think anybody's waking up early to watch a Broncos Jaguars game. But again, why are there, why is there so many Broncos like prime time games? Dude, I fell for the hype. I I picked this Broncos team to go to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't even think they make the playoffs. They're what, the 15th best team in the AFC? They, they, They won't. No. Well, they got to beat everybody in the AFC East to that spot. Uh, Maybe a team coming out of the, or their own division, right? The Chargers, the Raiders are dead, but yeah, I don't think this team, I don't even think they sniff the the playoffs. It's just going to be cringy eight, nine, maybe is a best case scenario. Uh, Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Dolphins, Lions, Dolphins with two a back comeback victory i believe it was 21 7 at one point they come back 31 7 uh tunga tua tunga vailoa 29 for 36 382 three touchdowns the best wide receiver duo in the league both netting over 100 yards tyreek hill almost 200 12 receptions 188 jalen waddle eight for 106 and two touchdowns didn't do bad either though (laughs) dude i mean Waddle uh, waddle was the 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 red zone guy he had the two tds there I can't think, especially now with Jamar Chase out for the Bengals, I can't think of a better wide receiver duo in the league. Like Waddle and right Hill, now, they just right look, now, no. they, they they, look they, like they're lighting it up. They, they have a feel for each other. And that's, you know, it, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the best quarterback or he's the best receiver. When you just have a connection with a receiver and you can just throw it to wherever um, and, and, and they catch it, like that's, that's what it was for years with Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I mean, again, not just trying to go back to my team. It's just, I can relate a little bit more with that, but Brady, he could throw it to Gronk or Edelman because he knew they were going to catch it and he knew their routes. He knew when they were going to cut. Yes. It was a very more 
you know, systematic thing, but these guys, Tua, uh, <clears throat> Tua and Hill, they just know what's going on. They. <laughs> All right, sorry, that was my son. I'll cut that out. Just go start with what you were saying again, Casino. Tua and Hill, good combo. <laughs> now I'm not cutting it out, but uh, <laughs> that was the uh, plan. I think I just, man, I just feel bad for Detroit. They have such an explosive, fun offense to watch. They're scoring points on teams like Jared Goff. I don't want to say he's having a resurgence, but I feel like there was a lot of people doubting him when he came up so short in that Super Bowl against your Patriots. But since he's been in Detroit, he's looked good. Like when you give him time to throw, he can pick you apart. And they just don't really have any weapons they just don't obviously their defense is i believe still worst in the league if i can check right now if not yeah they're still the 32nd defense in the league so they basically just have to outscore people and they could if they maybe we've talked about this multiple weeks if they had an average defense they would maybe be four and three right now three and four at least within the hunt like but that defense is just can give i mean you're giving up uh three touchdown lead against uh Tua you know Tua's an average NFL quarterback I don't think anybody would say he's elite but no they just they have a connection yeah they uh and Jared Goff again didn't play bad 27 37 27 out of 37 325 one touchdown uh Jamal Williams had two rushing touchdowns but again they have Amon Ross St. Brown they have TJ Hawkinson and that's kind of it uh but it's still, uh, I would say they're an elite offense because it's been multiple weeks where they just put up points. They move the ball with uh, ease. And yeah, defense, 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 defense. Uh, but as far as the Dolphins go, Casino, they are now five and three. What do you think the Dolphins' outlook for the rest of the season is? Do you think wild card? Do you think deep run yeah, in the, the playoffs, one and done? I think wild card and then the, they'll, they'll win the wild card. Probably they'll, they'll win their wild card matchup. Um, after that though, I don't think, uh, I mean, those better teams later on uh, when they get later on into the season, when I mean getting into the playoffs, those teams are going to have better defenses than some teams. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're playing bad defensive teams. I don't know who they play played with with defensive plays but um pretty much if you if you just double team hill if you if you double team hill yes it makes a one-on-one with waddle but uh i i think miami is good but i think if you take away his number one weapon he's gonna struggle a little bit more not saying that they're gonna get blown out but that's kind of where i would put them is the wild card they win their wild card matchup and then first round of the divisional round they're gonna they're gonna lose to whoever they play just because i'm sure that defensive scheme is gonna pretty much come out and uh take care of obviously i don't know who they're gonna be playing or if they're even gonna make it but that's where i could see this happening 
Well, that's the thing I was going to bring up. So obviously Bills are most likely probably uh, all money favorite bet to get the bye week, right? In, in the playoffs, every, all everybody will have to go through Buffalo. So that means Miami would probably have to play Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, or maybe like Bengals if they swap with the Ravens in that AFC right. uh, North. So I could definitely see this Miami team going and beating maybe all those teams except Kansas City. Like I could see the Dolphins beating the Ravens, beating the Bengals, beating the uh, Titans. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. That's fair. But in terms of like going up to Buffalo, I mean, the next, the, the, do, don't they play? I don't know if it's next week or the week after, but that Dolphins-Buffalo game is going to be real interesting just to see how this Miami team stacks against. It's going to be telling for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be hopefully a good game. I think It's going to be a little while because they've already played the Bills and they beat the Bills, that 21-19. Oh, that's uh, true. In in week week three, they don't play the Bills again until – uh december 17th and they're playing in buffalo now that will be interesting because if miami sweeps them in the season and beats them in buffalo then i think we can finally be like this miami team's legit maybe they do have a shot you know if they split or if they beat buffalo i mean it's hard to beat them three times in a row but especially beating them in buffalo like why not crazier shit's happened i mean the colts beat the chiefs a couple weeks ago when everybody was like there's no way in hell, right? So mm-hmm. any given Sunday, that's what they say. But next up, Casino, let's move on to maybe the funnest game this past weekend. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Dude, this was especially, I wrote down the last, I want to say 30 seconds of this game, which all this, or uh, the last 30 about, seconds in OT. We're talking about Carolina, uh, Atlanta for, for those we kind of skipped that, but I mean, if, oh, that's true. If you watch the sports, you 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 know what game we're talking about. <laughs> so the Carolina Panthers now two and six Wild lost game. to the four and four Atlanta Falcons in OT thirty-seven to thirty-four. So this is what happened the last, uh, I believe it was oh f- with fourteen seconds left ah, in the game oh, and then to OT. Ah, hold on, this dog's excited. It's getting hey. excited. So. 14 seconds left. PJ Walker throws a 70 yard bomb. The the ball is in the air for 70 yards to DJ Moore, who is double covered. DJ Moore catches it, uh, takes off his helmet after he scores a touchdown, gets a 15 yard penalty for taking off his helmet on the field. The Falcons maybe do the smartest, which means it's the opposite of what the Falcons usually do because this is a thing that would happen against the Falcons and the Falcons reverse their fortune, pull up Falcons on the other team, give the penalty to the extra point, which pushes it back 15 yards, which makes it like a 40 something yard field goal. Uh, Panthers kicker misses it. Then they go to OT Panthers uh, kicker misses a 33 yard field goal again And then finally the Falcons kick a field goal with like two minutes left at OT to win the game. But you're also missing uh, to get to that uh, field goal in overtime. um, uh, Marcus Mariota threw a pick. Oh, that's true. 
and that brought it down. So it was like, oh, so Moore's on the sideline. Like, thank you. Thank you. You you saved me. You saved me. And then then she was like, no, I want to make fun of you, bro. And And then then Mariota does a great, great, like 15 yard run to help set up that uh, field goal at the end of overtime. So no, I don't think anybody thought this game would be as fun as it would be, but this was game of the week just in terms of entertainment value and like what the hell is happening. Casino, do you think taking off your helmet should be as severe as a penalty as 15 yards, uh, you know, essentially a uh, unnecessary roughness penalty or a roughing the passer penalty or a taunting penalty, all these 15 yard penalties. Do you think this should be a 15 yard penalty? Um, I mean, I don't think it should be as in the same regards as like roughing and this and that, but I mean, it is still a penalty. Like, yeah, taking off the helmet, I think, is more, especially how he did it, was more, um, you know, showboating. Uh, because taking off the helmet, who gives a shit? If the play is over and you take off your helmet, you take off your helmet. But, like, as we saw a few years ago, you take off your helmet and you beat somebody with it. <laughs> That's assault, brother. <laughs> well, then, I, I mean, think... You just made a good point about the distinction where it should be one is a celebration and then like one is a taunting, right? Like how like the difference is running into a kicker versus like roughing the kicker. I feel like there should be a distinction. It more felt like he was just excited. He just caught the game when he touched down. Yeah, and he was out out of the back of the end zone, right? Or was he just like at the, like towards the back of the end zone? It's like, okay, like he took it off. He's celebrating. He could walk to his sideline, not in the game of play anymore. Um, so I, I, I don't get it. Um, but like, if you take off your helmet and you're like in somebody's face or you're going up, you know, if, if you're going up to like a specific fan and like, ha 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 ha. No, he was yelling and just excited in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, is it a penalty? Yeah. Cause he, I mean, you still shouldn't do that, but a separate penalty just for taking off your helmet. That's dumb. I mean, if you're, unless you're, I mean, keep that rule in there, but like if you're taking off your helmet in the middle of a play. Yeah. Make it, make it five yards. He took off his helmet in the end zone or like on touchdown plays where it's like five yards if you're celebrating and then make it like, but it's 15 yards if you took it off to like taunt or, you know, like right. some thing like that. But, but, but all of that, that being said, he's still a veteran player and he knows the rules. I mean, whether you like him or hate him or whatever. The rule book is currently the rule book. You're a veteran player. You shouldn't have done that. You well, know also it. when you, it's to you, win, you the know game. what you did. Yeah. Yep. I mean, at that, at that point in the game and you know what? It just, just on the fact that he's a veteran player, he, he knows that he shouldn't have done it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm happy that they lost, but I'm okay with it. I could justify it. Like, you, you know the rules, man. Like, if it was a rookie and, like, you know, in college, you know, you get more excited. You have all your students and all that. You're younger. But you're not. You're, you're a veteran player. You know that you're not supposed to do that. It's in the rule book, whether you like it or not. Yeah. No. no. I agree. It is dumb. But uh, the other thing to take away from this game is we'll talk about the 49ers game later, but – It is insane to me that the Panthers 
both feel like a better team since Christian McCaffrey left and Christian McCaffrey seems like a better player since he left the Panthers. It's like the best split that could possibly happen where the team you left feels like they're a better team. Now they're scoring more points. You know, they should have probably won this game had the weird stuff at the end, not happen. but Christian McCaffrey is having like this career resurgence in the, at the 49ers, even though he was still great on the Panthers. So it's this weird split. Panthers are better on offense. They have a great running attack. Now Deontay, uh, Foreman, 26 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. And then Christian McCaffrey also had three touchdowns with the 49ers. So oh, he looked good, dude. Win, win, win. They all win. They all win, Casino. I told you he was going to look good. I mean, we'll get to that game when we get to it. But as far as the Falcons end of the football, do you think they will win the NFC South or do you still think it's the Bucks? Ooh, good question. Um, the better team is the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can, we've seen them be the better team, but maybe not this year. They, yeah. I mean, arguably the Panthers are the worst team in the league and Carolina almost lost to him. But I mean, Tampa lost to him or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Atlanta almost lost to him, but Tampa lost to him. I don't, I don't know, man, that I would love if the Patriots are in that division because they'd be winning it. Um <laughs> I just don't think that even though I love watching the Falcons, I'm going to root for him. Marcus Mariotti is fun to watch. Uh, I still think the Bucks will find a way to win the division. It's sloppy. It's gross, but I still think they'll find a way to do it. I am right there with you. I feel like this Falcons team, like we've said multiple times now, they're fun to watch. We obviously are rooting for Marcus Mariota. Everybody loves Marcus Mariota. I've never heard somebody say they don't like him. Uh, he had, he made some bonehead plays in this game, like that INT and OT, but then he redeemed himself by leading them down the field for the game winning field goal. I don't know. I, but then again, you can't trust the Buccaneers. How many times have we been like guaranteed the Bucks beat the Steelers? One of the worst teams in the league guaranteed. They beat the Panthers. One of the worst teams in the league. And then they come out and they just can't score a touchdown, right? This whole year, they just have like. So left so many touchdowns on the field instead of and, scoring. And to touch on that a little bit. It's not so much just Brady's fault. Everybody's like, oh, Brady, Brady, Brady. Also, when you're in the red zone and your offensive linemen do two false starts, yep, add on them. You know, well, and if, that if Mike Evans, ball. remember, la- dropped touchdown last that, week. They are shooting themselves in the foot, and it's not all all Brady's fault. Um, I'm not trying to stick up for him because Brady has not what he's been. Um, Married. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, but for real, he's not, it's not just his fault. Like that team, when they get in, they look fine, but when they get into the red zone, they, their brain shut off on how to play. They get penalized. They drop balls. They get their formations wrong something just happens they just don't click in the red zone um yeah so yeah it it, it's it it's it's bad but i still think they'll win that division um because i just can't trust the falcons 
No. Well, th- then it, it comes down to in that divi- in that uh, the NFC South, it's really comes down to who can you trust? And I don't think you can trust any of them. But the one you can trust the most is the Bucks, because like you said, it's led by Tom Brady. Right. Like it's like Tom Brady in a division with P.J. Walker, Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota. And then it's just like one of these things is not like the other. Like it's it's it comes down to Brady and can they write that ship? We'll see maybe when they start getting some guys back after a bye week. Who knows? But for right now, Falcons first in that division, which is crazy to say in a division with Tom Brady in week nine of the season. But we move on, Casino, to a game I thought would go much differently, but was closer than I feel like it should have been. The three and five uh, Arizona Cardinals lose to the now six and one Minnesota Vikings, 34 to 26. Kirk Cousins, 24 for 36, 232, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 20 yards, 111 and a touchdown. And then Justin Jefferson, six for 98. Their triplets, their big three, all having a big game against a Cardinals team that can't seem to right the ship. What do you make of this game, Casino? Um, It wasn't primetime. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, Vikings are much just the much better team. Um, did you pick Arizona to win this one? I don't remember. I did. I Why? did. I thought they would uh, come out guns a blazing. I thought the member I said, I thought the coach and Kyler yelling at each other would ignite something. Oh, they had yeah. DeAndre Hopkins oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's why I was like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> um, I mean, but I mean, it, it was a closer game than it was pretty much within a touchdown the entire game. So yeah. Um, until the, till the very end there, but um, yeah, uh, I'm still a little shocked that you picked them. You to pick them. <laughs> uh, Minnesota is clearly the better team. They are going to win that division, even though I picked beginning the season Rogers, because just Rogers does yep. that where he's good in the uh, regular season. Um, but Minnesota is going to win that division. Clearly they're, they're the much better team. Three and uh, a half game lead. That's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to coast. They're going to coast. Well, and this also, as an Eagles fan, the, the Vikings make me uh, – I'm scared to play them again, even though we dominated them week two. That feels like a millennium, a millennium ago at this point. They've won every game since pretty convincingly. Like, this was in a one-touchdown uh, game, like you said, the whole game. But I don't feel like there was ever a shot the Cardinals really had to win it. Uh, Kyler Murray what looked yeah, like but, he was running for his life the whole game. Uh, he I, threw, I, I, sorry, I, I you say that you're scared of them. I, I see the six and one record, they're a good team, but they're playing, they're in their division Packers, Bears, Lions. Yep, those, those are a lot of wins there, my friend. Um, well, also this, so. the Vikings offensive is potent, but the Vikings defense, 28th, 28th ranked team defense in the league. So you can score on them. You can run on them. You can throw on them. But again, they have such a high powered offense, but how far can you throw Kirk Cousins with that offense? Like you said, all the uh, playoff games are going to be prime time. And we've seen enough data on Kirk Cousins in primetime where I don't trust him at all. All right. So we move from that game to the 
three and five Chicago Bears losing to the now six and two Dallas Cowboys, 49 to 29. The Cowboys offense is rolling with Dak Prescott back. Prescott at was 21 for 27, 250, two touchdowns, one interception. But I feel like the real story of the game, Tony Pollard taking over for a hurt Ezekiel Elliott, 14 for 131 and three touchdowns. What are your thoughts on this game, Casino? Uh, well, we talked about this, um, about Pollard being better than Zeke. Uh, yeah, and I think everybody did, knows that except the Jerry Jones. <laughs> right. Uh, keep talking about this. I got to let the dog out. Sorry. All right. So we had, at, uh, at times, this Bears offense obviously uh, destroyed the Casinos Patriots team last week, but this week they got within five of this uh, Dallas team. And then before they got within five, we saw Justin Fields complete a pass. Wide receiver fumbles it. Justin Fields doesn't touch Mika Parsons. So Mika Parsons gets up, runs it back for a fumble recovery touchdown. Uh, what do you make of this Cowboys team, Casino? It feels everybody's the best offense, best defense. <laughs> they are the best team in the league. They're winning the Super Bowl. Um, the drought's over. You heard it here first. You heard it Rodeo. here first. I think I think the real talking point coming out of this game is the Chicago team, first off, put 29 on this uh, 1985-esque Dallas Cowboys defense. But more to me, it seems like this is just old hat for the Cowboys, right? They beat the bad teams. They usually destroy the bad teams, which is why pretty much ever since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they've just had bad to middling to slightly good team since then. And the Cowboys have always blown them out or beat them in, you know, heartbreaking fashion. Like the, well, if you're heartbreaking, if you're an Eagles fan, like in that uh, game where the, the Eagle guy misses the touchdown goes in for the OT score, the Cowboys do. I feel like this is just old hat for the Cowboys. They beat up the bad teams or the, middling teams and then they lose or get run off the field when they play good teams right we saw this week one against the bucks and the bucks aren't even a good team now so i don't know what to make of this dallas team casino i i mean i told you that once Dak came back they were going to put him back in he looked good but it was the pollard show it wasn't the Dak show Dak did good he played a good game he actually had a really good game yeah was he the reason that they blew out and the score is the way it is? No. Pollard. And then you also have that fumble recovery for a touchdown. Like, yeah. There's 21 points right there that was not his. Well, the well, it's also 28 points because Pollard right. had three touchdowns. Yeah. But well, I thought one of them was a toss. I thought one of them was passing uh- to him. No, it says three rushing touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah. So. Uh, but then also, I feel like uh, everybody on sports talk shows, right? Because uh, not podcasts, because obviously we're the only 
uh, sports podcasts. There isn't any other ones. But on TV shows and radio, everybody just wants to anoint the Cowboys, the best team in the NFC, Super Bowl contenders, blah, blah, blah. They want to anoint them that so fast just because the Cowboys are the most popular team, right? Everybody always talks about the Lakers. Then they get their ratings in. Yeah, because people pay attention to the Lakers. People pay attention to the Dallas Cowboys. But the Cowboys, this is what they've been since Dak came into the league. Whether you have Jason Garrett, whether you have Mike McCarthy, they beat up bad teams. They lose in the playoffs or they play competitively and usually lose against good teams. So this just feels like old hat to me. I don't know why everybody's freaking out about this team. Because it's the Cowboys. They're in in, in they're they're doing it just to sell publicity man everybody wants to talk about the cowboys it's just like the lakers even though the lakers i mean just a quick on the nba they're gonna be one of the worst teams in in the league i mean they are the worst team in the league at this right moment now. yeah they and were the last team to yeah, that's win all you're gonna hear about <laughs> though the entire season is the lakers are all the lakers are gonna be on every episode of every sports uh talk show 100 percent. you almost I said, said podcast. Talk show. okay no, i didn't but yeah so i think on the Bears side of things i think justin fields i don't know what happened to him but he's starting to show a little something against this vaunted dallas defense he actually played pretty damn good like he had no interceptions uh two touchdowns 151 yards but then he also rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown he's kind of getting into that dual threat quarterback uh category you know with Jalen Hurts with Lamar Jackson with Daniel Jones obviously those all fluctuate uh in terms of like effectiveness but he looks like a good runner and now you have to game plan for both his arm and his legs and I don't know this Bears team I don't think they'll do anything because the NFC as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast it's kind of already set playoff wise but they're going to upset some teams this season they're going to be a hassle to plan for and when uh, teams you know play against the as we saw with your team last week everybody was picking the Patriots bar none and then Bears came out and showed something and this game they got within five it was like a close game till pretty much the fourth quarter so I don't know, Bears team, maybe next year's sneaky playoff team? Um, if 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 he can stay consistent, um, if he can grow more and more. Um, so far, I mean you just you just nailed it right there. It's, he's yeah. starting to feel a little more comfortable in his dual his dual role that he can actually perform yeah. at. Hold on one sec. We can casino. Oops, I'm just going to restart it right here. We'll go straight to next game. And we move on to Saints Raiders, uh, the two and five Las Vegas Raiders against the now three and five New Orleans Saints, 24-0. I think, did we have, we didn't have this for blowout of the week, right? But we thought this game would be a mess. Uh, Yeah, we didn't really want to touch this i i still i i don't even know what there is to talk about this game the raiders are i guess as bad as their record is two and five we thought they had more fight in them but this is maybe the worst game i've seen Derek carr play he threw 15 for 26 101 yards int uh Devonte adams had one catch for three yards uh 
Matt Collins, seven receptions. Everybody else had, or I guess uh, Foster Moryu had six. Everybody else had like two receptions the game. Again, they only did 100 yards. Josh Jacobs, 10 for 43. The Saints defense is good. We've talked about that. Like the Saints have a sneaky good defense. I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but they're a top five defense in the league. Or they were, now they're top 10. But... I don't know what to make of this Raiders team, Casino. Are they are they one of the worst teams in the league? They just I think do- so. And I hope I hope it keeps trending that way. I hope they lose their next two. <laughs> just because the Patriots play them in uh in December and I want tickets to go down. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh but on the Saints side, uh Andy Dalton 22 for 30 229 two touchdowns but really this was the Alvin Kamara game uh he rushed for 62 yards on 18 attempts for a touchdown but then he had nine receptions 96 yards and two touchdowns do you think there's rumors that Kamara is was on the trade market before this game now obviously Saints win this big game mostly because of Kamara and they're within, shockingly, at three and five, within one game of the lead of the NFC South. Do you think Kamara gets traded before the trade deadline, or do you think this game and this performance basically put the kibosh on that? If the deal's there, they're going to make it. What do you think um, they would take? I, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know which team. I don't know what the deal would be. But if there was a deal out there, good enough, and. Uh, I mean, obviously, if it's good enough, any team will probably get rid of a player. But, um, yeah, I he had a good game. Um, they still need to move some things around. And just because he had the one good game doesn't mean – and he's not a bad player. Let's get that, you know, out Garbage right person, good player. I didn't say anything about his person. <laughs> um, we've talked about that before on this cast. Yes. Um, that's a shout out to uh, Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> he's gonna watch. He's gonna listen to this and watch this, so it's all good. He'll, he'll get it. Um, yeah. If the deal's right, Kamara's gone. I still don't think they'll back down from it. So apparently, the rumors were that the Saints were interested in trading Kamara back to the or to the Eagles in exchange for the Eagles trading back the Saints first round pick they traded away. Uh, but at this point, that pick is like a top five, six pick in next year's draft. So I don't think, especially when you see guys like uh, who just got traded, you see all these big name players getting traded for like third and fourth round picks. There's no way in hell. Kamara with all his off the field issues and all the hits he's taken in the league is worth like a first round pick. So I don't think that happens, but I I would say if that's what the saints are like hoping for that, they can get a top 10 first round pick. Then I don't think he gets traded just because I think the saints are being unrealistic in what they're asking for him. I mean, we just saw what Christian McCaffrey got traded for Christian McCaffrey's obviously like the comp to Alvin Kamara and what he went for like a third, fourth and two fifths or something like that. It definitely wasn't anywhere in the first or second round. Right. Uh, Let's move on to my game of the week casino. The still undefeated seven and oh, 
Philadelphia Eagles win 35 to 13 against the two and six Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you have Even anything to say? Don't pick your team for the win. <laughs> but maybe that's why they're winning. Who knows? Who Keep knows? Uh, but you got anything to say about this game, Casino, before I give you my rant? Um, I love Brown. He's on my fantasy. He's awesome. He was almost 40 points. Dude, almost um, 40 points at halftime. <laughs> like, dude, I, I'm I'm in a 12 man. I'm in a 12 man league. Yes, it, it's an with an OP, so one one extra offensive player, but it's that you know, not something too crazy. I put 210 points on in a Jeez. 12 man league. Oh, you showed me. Every, yeah, your guys went yeah, off. Even I your just, kicker went off this week. He had 21 <laughs> points. Uh, it was yeah, it was fun. Uh, Brown's great. The connection that we've talked about connections with quarterbacks like Watua and Hill. Um, I think Hertz and uh, Hertz and Brown, they have it because I, I don't know about all three, but I know for sure two of those throws were in double coverage, and he oh. still pulled them out. So obviously, I watched this whole game uh, with every snap, every play. I think I was thinking about it today. My wife asked me. I think since 2014, I have not missed one Eagles game. So. I th- I've watched them all. I obviously watched this one. Uh, I was went to the Eagles bar with my wife. We won a hat. My son it wore it to school today, uh, or else I would have worn it on the podcast. But because they do a drawing at halftime, blah, so blah, far, blah. so far, you've won a hat and a shot glass and shot glasses too. And uh, last year, I won a shirt and socks or whatever. And like this bar is always packed. So and we're always sitting in different spots. So. Just luck of the draw. The one year or the one game my wife didn't go with me. Uh, I just went by myself because I was already there and she was going to meet me, but we were fighting. So she didn't come. So I was like, fuck it. I'm still staying for the game. The seat she would have sat next to me in, they won the best prize this bar has ever given away at halftime, which was a Nick Foles Super Bowl jersey. Like authentic jersey. I looked it up online at the time. It was like 150 bucks. She would have won that jersey had she come to that game, but she didn't. And now I don't have a Nick Foles jersey. Casino. And all that did was just make you fight more. So <laughs> yeah. And then it made me more angry. And then I married her and had a kid with her. And now look at me. I'm dressed up as Shaggy on a podcast. But <laughs> uh, so this game, I think obvi- the, the story of this game is how the hell did the Titans give away A.J. Brown? Like, I can't. I, <laughs> it's as it's as monumental at this point as the Chiefs giving away Hill. And I feel like it got none of the same type of coverage because at this point, A.J. Brown could make the case for best wide receiver in the league. Every single one of his touchdown passes was in double coverage. And so it was I, all three. I I believe maybe one of them wasn't, but I, I know, I know definitely two, two of them were. And the ball placement that Jalen Hurts now has, he put it to where only Brown could get it over two people. Brown gets on one of them, just burns like toast two cornerbacks, I believe a cornerback and a safety, and then taunts them while they're on the ground, like looking at each other, like how the fuck did he catch that? Uh, Great penalty when you're up by two scores and then your team is still piling it on. But this is what I wanted to see from this Eagles team, which was a dominant win 
that they played all four quarters and the other team never started to come back or really never gained anything. Obviously, this Steelers offense is in flux, but we saw them beat the Bucks. Like they have some fight in them. Kenny Pickett afterwards, basically yelling at his offensive line in the press conference afterwards, which you love to see a rookie quarterback do. I'm sure that'll go over well. Uh, but yeah, just uh, the, but I think the last takeaway I will say about this game, obviously I'm fangirling out here is the crazy, I mean, but thing- it was a good, it was a good offensive game by the Eagles. I mean, we should talk about them. They're the only undefeated team. Well, also, and to piggyback on that, zero rushing attempts in this game for Jalen Hurts. He stayed in the pocket through 19 of 28, 285, four touchdowns, zero turnovers. Like, And just to kind of touch on what you're saying whew. here, is remember what I've talked about, why you think I picked, why I've said the Eagles are the best team in the league. Uh, well, I, I mean, I still think the Bills will still win, but – why they are the 7-0 and that they are is they can beat you at every type of way to play the game. And as you said, he didn't run the football at all. But And also something to know, not only did he throw into double, double coverage, is Jalen Hurts is throwing 40 yards away and putting it in the only spot his receivers. It's not like they're at the 10-yard line and he's like getting it and you know whipping it in there and getting it right to where he needs to. Most quarterbacks can do that. But to be as accurate that many times – in that type of coverage three, you know, at least three times now uh, for yeah. that game was pretty impressive. They're scary because they just, every asset of the game, they can beat you many different ways. They didn't even have to run Jalen today. They didn't even have to play that type of offense and they still won. And every single one of those AJ Brown touchdown passes, 25 yards or more on every single one of those touchdown passes, exactly. which when, Jalen Hurts was coming into the league. He had basically a, the same comp as Tua, but like more concerns, right? So Tua, the thing with him coming out of Alabama was he's accurate, but he doesn't have a, a an arm, right? And you even saw it in the game they played this week where Tua throws that bomb to uh, Tyreek downhill. It's underthrown, and Tua literally looked like he put every ounce of strength he had into it, and it was still underthrown, right? And Jalen Hurts coming out of Alabama, then Oklahoma, had that same comp, which was he. we don't know if he has an NFL arm, and the accuracy is an issue. Well, this year, accuracy was also an issue last year. This year, this offseason, I don't know what happened to the guy. He just seems to have figured it out because now he is – just throwing dimes all over the field. And he has, it doesn't look like he struggles to throw the deep ball. Now he just flicks his wrist and it goes 40 yards in the air. Like, I don't know what the hell happened to this guy or if he sold his soul to the devil or whatever, but he's playing out of his mind. We'll talk about this in the bills game, but I think really there's only two quarterbacks in the league at the moment playing better than him. And it's who, everybody thought would which is Mahomes and uh Josh Allen I think he's right there for MVP right there for best quarterback he's definitely best quarterback in the NFC like just that's I'm just blown away blown away casino I was not expecting this I thought this would still be a rebuilding year but seven and oh and looking at their schedule they can easily go 10, 11, maybe 12 and 0 before there's like a challenge. They play the Titans, Packers, but I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I'm excited, but I'm also scared because I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. So nothing good ever happens except that like the like two times it has in my lifetime. <laughs> so uh, but now we move on to your team casino, the surging, except for last week, surging New England Patriots four and four, 22 to 17 over the stumbling five and three Jets. Uh, that motherfucker definitely looked like he was uh, fucking his own team and not their moms, just the team itself with three of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in a game. Uh, thoughts on this game, Casino? It's exactly how I thought it was going to play out. Um, Belichick beat him. Like, this game wasn't good. Like, it's 22, it was 22 to 17. That was the final with all the turnovers that the Jets had. Like, the Patriots aren't good. They're not that good of a team. (laughs) But Belichick, I knew, was going to be able to win this game because that makes now 13 in a row that Belichick has beaten this team. It, it is what it is. Like, that's exactly how – I'm not saying New England's good. Um, I'm – Mac Jones, I've kind of already talked about this. I'm I'm pretty much done with him. Whoa! Um, is it zap time? Is it Zach attack? For, exactly. for the time being, possibly. But what I, I don't like seeing in Mac Jones is, yes, I know our offensive line is bad. I, I know New England's offensive line is very trash. Um, <laughs> however, you still, if you see that person come in, and sometimes it's not, sometimes it's blindside, but if you if you know you're, you don't have the time anymore, get rid of the football. He took, I think it was six sacks in this game. Get rid of the football. He kind of has that Carson Wentz energy where it's like, why are you holding onto the ball so long? It, it's, 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 it's driving me absolutely bonkers. If, if your offensive line lets him through and you're beat, you're beat. Throw the ball out of bounds to the nearest receiver so it's not intentional grounding. You don't lose eight yards. Yep. And that shit adds still, up too. The, the, the Pats are still moving the ball pretty, pretty okay. But the issue is, is you're having to do these long downs. Yeah. So I, that's that's where I'm at. I don't I really don't have much more to put on this game. Um just defense, they weren't they they looked pretty on par with how they've been all season. Um and then uh New England's defense just has his number, has Zach Wilson's number. Belichick has his number and that's that was the game. That was the game. I think uh, I think most people, including us, saw this coming with the Jets, and we'll throw the Giants in there as well, where we didn't think they had the right kind of quarterbacks to. Oh, you're going outside? Okay. <laughs> uh, he's going outside with parental vision, not just by himself. But um, mm. no, I think this is the this was the week, and we thought it would take much sooner than this. But this was the week. It took to week eight where we saw both New York teams kind of come crashing back down to reality, and it was exactly why everybody thought they would, which is their quarterbacks. There is nothing that Zach Wilson has shown that makes you think he can lead this team deep into a playoff run. I don't care how good the defense is. He just looks like he threw for 355 yards, which is a lot. But those three INTs were just backbreakers in this game. And 
they were also all easily avoidable interceptions. I think every single one of them was in triple coverage or him throwing off his back foot or him trying to just throw it to one guy who is five yards away from the ball and there's two Patriot guys standing right there. And then we'll get to the uh, the giant Seahawks game, but I don't know what to make of this Jets team casino. I don't know if you can win on defense and especially they lost uh, – their star running back and the running back they got back really didn't do anything today. He went five for 17 yards. So I don't know. As far as your Patriots, they're still alive in the AFC as a wild card, but uh, I think they're at the bottom tier. They can see the, the crack in the door, but they're not near anywhere near the door. But I would put them probably at the same chances as the Jets, again, because Zach Wilson, he's this podcast's favorite quarterback for his off-the-field activities. For his on-the-field activities, I don't trust him at all. I don't think he uh, – I just don't think he has it. I literally wrote my notes. I just put, Zach Wilson ain't it. That was the only note I had about Zach Wilson. And then those three INTs. Blech. Blech. But – uh, both our teams, big wins this week, Casino. Big wins, big wins. Uh, now we move to uh, a game that can uh, the NFL help this podcast out and not break news literally an hour after we recorded our last podcast w- right. when we talked about this game? Literally, as I'm uploading it, I see the breaking news banner on uh, ESPN, which is... Uh, Tannehill is out for this game. It, I'm talking about the Titans against the Texans. Titans won 17 to 10. They are now five and two against probably the worst team in the league, one five and one. But I will not say that they're the worst team in the league because they play my Eagles on Thursday and I'm scared for this game. This seems like a trap game. Uh, but Casino, Tannehill is out of this game because of. He missed a practice or something. Is he injured? I don't know. Uh, They said he like missed a walkthrough or practice. And it sounded like he got benched for like a disciplinary reason. But maybe there's more to this story. I don't know. Well, it it wouldn't have mattered because uh, there was no passing in this game. (laughs) They gave it to Henry. It was it was Henry. the 10 passing attempts. 10 passing attempts. entire game he was six for ten willis was 55 yards but how in the hell they win this game they won because derrick henry went 32 attempts for 219 yards and two tds like we literally (laughs) we literally the crazy thing is we talked about this exact thing when we were talking about this game on our last podcast where we were like they're giving derrick henry the ball so much and it's taking him so much like so many more carry attempts to get to what he used to get to in like half these attempts but 32 carries 219 yards two touchdowns it's a dominating performance but it's also like how many running backs could also do this if you give them the ball almost 40 times? Like, you get what I'm saying? It's just like... People can't. He's built He's built slightly different. Slightly different. He's the size... Dude, He. you could put two of us two together and he would still probably be bigger than us. And we're oh, not yeah. small men. We're not small men, Casino. Whoa, but... whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's dad bod, buddy. <laughs> but again, how... 
this Titans team, how much can they just put on the weight of Derrick Henry to just be their entire offense before he just takes one too many hits and is like, I can't do it. Because, I mean, they've been running him into the ground for, what, four or five years at this point? Like, there's no running back in the league who takes the amount of carries and punishment that Henry does. I mean, he dishes it out as well, but he's also hitting people to dish it out. I just, I don't know. Sooner or later, the wheels are going to fall off this bus, and the Titans are just going to be like, we have nothing else. We traded away our best wide receiver. We have a bunch of... We have Robert Woods, who hasn't really shown up for us. And then it's a bunch of who's stepping up this week. So I don't know, man. And then as far as the Texans, there's really nothing to talk about the Texans team. Uh, I don't think David Mills is the worst quarterback, but he's in a really bad situation where I don't think any quarterback could succeed. But uh, uh, only thing on the Texans that's like the bright spot is their running back, Pierce. He just seems to... Yeah, like David Mills, he's in a bad situation, but he seems like a good player. And maybe on the right he... team. I mean, he didn't do anything today or the other day. It was uh, yesterday. Fifteen attempts, thirty-five yards. Not good. No, but, but he's he's in a bad spot. Yeah, I feel bad for everybody on that Texans team because yeah, it's rough. Rough. Uh, next, we move to the five and three Seattle Seahawks beating the. Six and two New York Giants, 27 as to 13. As soon as I picked the Giants to win, as soon as yep. I picked the Giants to win. As soon as we both were like, Giants are legit, they lose to a team that, I mean, it's not the bad. Geno Smith res- uh, renaissance is fun to watch. I think I did my, I was going to talk about this with the Bills. I'll talk about it right now. Uh, For my MVP casino, because obviously MVP always goes to a quarterback, right? I don't know why they still call it MVP like anybody else has a shot. But the four leaders in my eyes right now, Josh Allen has 19 touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, so 21 touchdowns overall, six INTs. Okay, I think he's the clear front runner. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 20 passing touchdowns, five INTs. I think he's obviously a close second. If they get the one seed, maybe Patrick Mahomes, that'll be enough to give them, you know, the MVP or give him the MVP. Third, I got to go with my guy. I don't think it's hometown biased. He's the only one who has an undefeated team. The uh, Jalen Hurts has 10 passing touchdowns, two INTs, and six rushing touchdowns. So he's got 16 on the year, but only two INTs. Uh, right there with them, Geno Smith, 13 passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, three INTs. So he's 14 touchdowns, three INTs on a Seattle team that everybody, including us, thought was tanking this year and just cleaning house. Like, and also I feel like we also thought that Drew Locke was going to be the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. And now it's a great story. Uh, Geno Smith. And in this game, they won because of Geno Smith, 23 for 34, 212, two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I love Geno Smith. I love this story. Uh, they had that great shot of Tyler Lockett dropping the touchdown and then Geno Smith going over to him when he's sitting on the bench and just like pulling his head in close and like basically like doing the leader pep top talk thing. And then Tyler Lockett comes back on the field, catches a touchdown. It's a great story, Casino. 
I'm all in on Geno Smith. I wish they played in the AFC so I wouldn't have to root for my Eagles. It. Yeah. But anything to say on this game on the Seahawks end of things? Uh, no, again, they're just, uh, we say it every week. Geno Smith is proving everybody wrong. And like he said in his first post game interview, and he's sticking to it. I mean, they're five and three, they're not bad. No, and and number one in the NFC West, which everybody coming into this season, us included, thought would be the best conference in the NFC. But they're they're higher than the 49ers, higher than the Rams. Niners will end up winning this, though. Who does who will? The Niners will end up winning that division. Yeah, I'm really interested to see the next Seahawks uh 49ers game. I feel like that'll be a a good game. Uh also that's a good segue. <laughs> uh, last thing on this game, Kenneth Walker the third. Maybe uh, now that Brees Hall for the Jets is out, maybe rookie of the year. He's having a great year. Giants, I think it came down to Daniel Jones finally turned into a pumpkin. He didn't really uh, do anything in this game, only rushed for 20 yards. Their whole offense is Saquon Barkley, and he never got going against this Seahawks team that is the defense is a sieve. So, yeah, the key to stopping the Giants is stop Saquon and then be like, throw it to somebody. Who are you going to throw it to? And I don't think the Giants have any offensive weapons. No. Uh, next up, as Casino uh, incorrectly tried to segue at the inopportune moment. Fine. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go back. Uh, 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 14. I was a stupid asshole and picked the Rams to win this game, even though the 49ers have owned the Rams for what the entire time Sean McVay has been in, uh, been the head coach of the Rams. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 21 for 25, 235, two touchdowns. The San Francisco 49ers now four and four win 31 to 14 against the three and four Los Angeles Rams. But really, this is the story we alluded to it earlier. This was the game of Christian McCaffrey, 18 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown. He threw a touchdown and then he caught a touchdown and had eight receptions, 55 yards. Uh, is he, this, he had, he had a touchdown every which way you could do it. Yeah. If they, if they would have put him out as a punt return or kick return, he probably would have had a touchdown there too. Cause the Rams had no answers how to stop this guy. Uh, is this 49ers team, the most dangerous team in the NFC casino? Uh, in their division. You would still think you still think the Eagles are more dangerous than the 49ers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, snaps. My kid's taking the plug of my computer. <laughs> it needs to be plugged in. It's it's an old laptop that pretty much, um, if it's not plugged in, it dies. Okay. Well, if you disappeared, now we know what happens. But uh, I, think th- I think really the only question mark with the 49ers is twofold. Can Jimmy G be uh, a prime time elite quarterback when he needs to be unclear and second thing is can the two main weapons of this 49ers team which is Debo Samuel and now Christian McCaffrey can these two injury prone uh game changers stay healthy 
I don't think those are questions we can answer right now, but no, definitely. But, um, if he does stay healthy, I mean, McCaffrey 100% uh, got rejuvenated when he was like, oh, I'm not on the Panthers anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And this uh, San Francisco 49ers team feels way better than four and four, but obviously they've oh, been gonna, hit. With... Well, they're, they're going to, they're going to go on a stretch here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's their, what's their upcoming schedule here? They got Chardner. Oh, actually there. I mean, they don't have eh. an easy schedule. They're going to have to do some work. I mean, well, they got a buy coming up um, after this bye week. They'll have the chargers, Cardinals, saints, dolphins, bucks, Seahawks. I mean, those aren't nothing. None of those are real gimmies. Those no, are, and then I mean, and then to end the season, they have the Commanders, Raiders. So there's your, your you have two wins at the end of the season. The rest are um, teams that you can't overlook. Yeah. Well, and then also we don't know. Throw also a George Kittle into the mix. He always seems to miss a couple games. So their yeah, main they, they, thing they, when they lost to the Bears and lost to the Broncos. Um. I still think Falcons are a decent team. So let's just put them in there though, too. The bears, the Broncos and the Falcons, you lose to those two teams. Well, I mean, yep. there's three wins that you should have probably had. And that's especially when you get to this portion of their schedule, those are three wins you wish you had. So you oh, had a yes. little bit of a cushion. Now it's like they almost basically have to win. What go with those last two. They basically have to win the next five or six like that's a that's a heavy order for any team especially one that is so injury prone like the Niners but let's go to let's go to the four and four Washington Commanders who won 17 to 16 over the Sam Ellinger Ellinger I think that's how you say it Sam Ellinger Ellinger uh led Indianapolis Colts, who are three, four, and one. Uh, Ellinger didn't play bad, 17 for 23, 201. But I think replacing my Zach Wilson love on this show, Tyler Heineke Casino, hide your wives, hide your moms. It's Heineke season. Crack open a cold one, Heineke. Uh, I love this guy, really feels like way not to get sued there. <laughs> This guy really feels like uh, this year's uh, – who was that guy for the 49ers that one year? Or not the 49ers, I'm sorry, the Vikings, where they – they it was the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Remember, he did the miracle in Minneapolis thing. How the fuck am I forgetting that guy's name? Uh, on the Vikings. Keenum? Case Keenum, thank you. He really feels like this season's Case Keenum where he is just – Coming out of nowhere, obviously, I don't think they'll have the success that that Vikings team did, but the commanders slowly but surely, they've won their last three, and he's basically the reason for it. This game comes down to, I had notes on the ending. This game basically comes down to, let me flip through my notes. The, oh, here it goes. Uh... Heineke throws a dime to Mc, uh, McLaren. What's his name? Uh, McLaurin, McLaren. I'm so bad with names. I'm sorry, listeners or viewers. So he throws a dime to McLaren on the goal line and then quarterback sneaks it in. A fourth win of Tyler Heineke's, or no, I'm sorry, a fourth. <laughs> 
a quarterback sneak in the fourth with like 17 seconds left to win the game. That was all Heineke on that whole drive. I watched that last thing. Red zone was obviously going crazy with this game. Cause I think at this point it was like the last one on, but uh, yeah, just, I believe in Heineke. I don't, I think they get, again, the, the commanders are one of those teams I feel bad for, even though they're in my division, because if they were in the NFC South right now, they'd be in the mix, right? And they'd have a shot to maybe go to the playoffs, maybe be one of those fun underdog teams that can maybe upset somebody when they go have to play them when the other team's at home. But being in the NFC East, they're going to be the last team in this division they probably don't deserve to be, especially with Heineke in there. He looks better than Wentz has all season, but he's fun to watch. This commander's team now all of a sudden has life. They've won three in a row. Maybe they can beat the Eagles, Cowboys, or Giants, but I don't think they can stack up enough wins to get into the playoffs. But hey, maybe we just talked about the Giants maybe faltering a little. Maybe they can take a, the last wild card spot in the NFC, but yeah, fun to watch. And I definitely think they're a more dangerous team with Heineke than they were with Wentz. And I'm scared for my Eagles to play them. So as far as yeah, the I, Col- heard, I heard all of that, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I was just basically uh, hyping up uh, Heineke the whole time. That's not even an exaggeration. If you listen back to this, I literally did the whole time. I just think commanders, I said, I feel bad they're in the NFC East because I feel like if they were in the NFC South, they would still be in the mix of things. But maybe they can beat the Giants and take that last NFC wildcard spot. I don't know, Casino. Uh, Now let's move. Well, before we move on, you have anything for the commanders or Colts? Nope. I don't even know you're talking about them. (laughs) I think Colts are done, right? Three and four, starting a rookie quarterback. Rookie didn't play bad, but I just think. No, yeah. They're not going to, they're not going anywhere from here. No. Even though that AFC uh, South is wide open, kind of, but again, the Titans seem Uh, to be taking the reins on it. Titans are going to take that over. And Casino, you. Uh, have some explaining to do about this game. The Buffalo Bills, six and one, winning 27 to 17 over the three and five Green Bay Packers. You said the Bills would blow this team out. It was a much closer game. Uh, explain yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you explain yourself. You also told the viewers that you would take that minus 10 and a half. You would have lost. You lose. Good day, sir. Oh, but so, but I'm, jokes on you. I lost way earlier in the day, <laughs> so this game meant um, nothing. <laughs> no, it wasn't the best game for Allen. Um, simple as put. Uh, that's why I do agree with you, and you know, not being biased because you're my friend, and you know. But I think Jalen Hurts is the clear MVP currently right now in the league. Whoa, whoa! I um, had him third. Oh, I thought you. I'm having towards the front. No, you think Josh Allen still? Yeah. I just think, I mean, you look at the numbers, he has 21 touchdowns and only six INTs. He got two in this game. So fair enough. Sorry. I'm struggling here. (laughs) Dogs, kids here. We only Uh, got this in this game. This is the last one we're talking about, but, uh, uh, but I, I mean, regardless, yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a blowout. I mean, I can't count how many games that you, uh, you threw out there that, Oh, the, this is their breakout game. This is the breakout game of all, plenty of other teams. True. Um, I just thought this one was going to be 
more than it was, but still the W and it, it didn't, I watched the highlights cause I was actually at the, the night's hockey game. Um, but I watched the highlights on this and it didn't look like much of a game. No, it wasn't. And the Packers kind of got robbed and it kind of like, I don't want to say stop their momentum, but it stopped their momentum. Uh, Tunyon had this weird OPI where he has a cornerback basically all over him and he kind of just like pushes him away to get the guy away from him. And the guy trips and then he catches a touchdown and they call it OPI. It didn't look like OPI at all. It looked like hand fighting you see on every play between a receiver and defender. But uh the Bills rushing attack kind of looked better this game. You had James Cook, five for 35, Josh Allen, of course, six for 49, and then Devin Singletary, 14 for 67. Uh if the well, Bills it had to be a little better because Josh Allen receiving wasn't that much outside of a little bit to dig. So that was not much. Yeah. Uh again, I feel like everybody has just penciled the Bills in as the best team in the NFL and they're going straight to the Super Bowl. I think even though they're winning, we're kind of starting to see a little cracks in their shield, which is their running game never looks as good as it does in the stat book, right? When you're watching the game, it just feels like if they have to rush for five yards, they get three, unless it's Josh Allen. And again, like you said, it's Stefan Diggs, it's Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis didn't really have a, a great game. He kind of disappeared in it, two for 35. So again, I just feel like if Josh Allen is off, this team could potentially get blown out. I mean, they have the best defense in the league, but it's really this team. I guess you could say this about most teams, but at least with other teams we've talked about, they can win in different ways, right? If the 49ers, if Jimmy G is a bad game, we can still now count on Debo, count on Christian McCaffrey. If Hertz is a bad game, we could still count on AJ Brown. We can still count on Miles Sanders and like that O-line. If the Bills, if Josh Allen has a bad game, who do they go to? What's their plan B? I feel like they're putting all their eggs in the Josh Allen basket. And I've never seen a quarterback have 17 great games in a row followed by three great playoff games. Like, that's a lot of, I don't know, man. It just feels like there's a lot riding on Josh Allen. There is. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh no. But that was, and then as far as the, as far as the Packers go, I think the Packers are done. I really do. I think I want uh, them to lose every game from here on out just because I'm tired of Rodgers blaming everybody. Yeah. And Rodgers had a decent game that INT he threw wasn't really his fault. It got tipped at the line. So uh, Aaron Jones actually had a great game, 20 carries, 143 yards and everybody I don't think we were saying it, but I've heard it before where it was like, get the running game back on track and the Patriots will be back on track. Well, they had a great running game in in this game and they still only put up 17 points. I mean, it's against the best team in the NFL, but still like, I don't, I just don't see a, a path for this Packers team to get to the playoffs, have a winning record, make any noise whatsoever. But again, we're talking about them much like we talked about how Lakers Cowboys, just because it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, but three games back of their own division, they're three and five. I think it's time to put the nail in the coffin on Halloween for the Packers Casino. Um, 
That's um, all the games this week. We obviously have Bengals Browns tonight. We'll talk about our next episode, which we'll do on Thursday. Well, uh, let's just uh I mean, we could get into college football a little bit next one because I I gotta go here soon unless you want to play with yourself. No, but no, we like can talk, talk about that next episode. Um but game two, World Series. Um, Houston again went out onto a quick, fast start, five runs again. Um, and then this time the Phillies weren't just able to come back on this one now. There was that one, I believe it was the seventh or eighth inning. The bases had two runners on. Bryce Harper was up to bat and they were out, it had two yep. outs. If they, and I believe at that point, the Phillies, what was the final score you said? 5 2. So I believe at this point they had two or they had one and the, the Astros had five and it was that moment. And it was like, everybody in their head was like, this is why they got Bryce Harper right for this exact moment. Everybody I feel like was either saying he's going to either hit a three run home run right here, or he's going to strike out and he struck out. And it broke my heart. I really thought they were going to do it two nights in a row. The series goes back to Philadelphia tonight, I believe. No, no. It's Tuesday, right? Uh, yeah, there I... is no game. Uh, there may be a game tonight. No, uh, it is tonight, game three. But there's rumors. I don't know where I, I read this online that it might be postponed. I don't know why. I don't know well, what would be postponing sure. it's, it. it. It's two and a half hours away. And it's not showing on postpone on CBS Sports currently. Okay. So uh, regardless, if it is postponed postponed or not, we'll have two games between now and our next episode that we can talk about. Maybe one if it does get postponed. So we'll talk about that next. But Casino, with the way the Astros lose game one, they win game two. Let's see. Uh, 20 minutes ago from, uh, let's see. Yeah. As MLB and the teams need to receive the latest weather update, the uh, they are putting the 20 minutes ago, they did put the uh, the tarp over the field. It's what, raining? Yes. Uh, so, There's a I picture mean, that looks pretty bad. So there, there's most likely a high chance that this thing is going to get uh, at least delayed, if not moved. All right. Well, we'll see by Thursday, but with the way the Astros lost game one and then rebounded in game two, do you think this series is still the Astros to win or lose? Oh, yeah, 100%. This is, yes, Philly did was able to get the one, but um, I, I don't see Philly taking two at home. Um, I, I really think that they're going to have to do something special here. Um they will probably, if they split here, that's good for them. Obviously better for Houston, but I think if they split is still a positive result for Philly because everybody thought this was going to be a sweep. So, I mean, I think we called it on this podcast. We both thought it was going to be a sweep. So, so if they could come out, out from home uh, in the next two games and, uh, and get a split still being at home, yeah, I think that's a positive thing and still you have some upside – well, you also, if you split games, you're going back to Houston where you've already proven you can oh, wait, win no, no, in no. that stadium. So, oh, I forgot. In baseball, it's 2-3-2. Uh, 2-3-2. Two, three, two. Two, three, um, two. Oh, so then Phillies would have to win. I mean, if they could even win two games at home, which is saying a lot because this Astros team is obviously loaded both in pitching and in hitting, but I don't know, if man. They, they go back, if they go back to Houston and they have two chances to win, if I was Astros – 
that would put a lot of pressure and then they would actually, they would have to step up. Yeah. I I mean, any team, obviously, if you, if you're in two elimination games compared to the other team, only having to end up being in one. So you win that first, um, that is still, you know, Hey, you're expected to win the world series and you have to, you have to win the next two games. Uh, say, say Phillies come out to, you know, two, one on, on their homestand here. That's a, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, then it also becomes the pressure. Things happen. Yeah. It also becomes the pressure of you're the favorites. You're not supposed to be in this situation. You basically had a cakewalk through the playoffs. And now all of a sudden you're going home in a deficit and may, and again, they already beat you game one. They beat you in your stadium already. Maybe that just puts enough doubt in your head to where you're striking out when you would have got a single. Or, you know, it's just, again, with all sports, it's the little things that added together, you know, is the difference between winning and losing. So I'm not ready to give up on the Phillies, but man, that game two, they had so many chances to do what they did in game one and game two, and they just lost it every time. And it just has to be a little demoralizing on that end. But then again, you're going home for, like you said, the next three games, like, Anything can happen. You win the first one, then it's like we're right on track. You win one more, and then it's like we only have to beat this team one of the next three in a place we've already beat them at our home stadium. We beat them at theirs. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, Casito. Maybe, but definitely it's not going to be a sweep like everyone thought it was. So uh, do you want to talk NBA and NHL, or do you want to call it? I have to call it. All right, so we will cover, I mean, really only thing happened in uh, NBA is Lakers finally won a game. Congrats to the Lakers. They're no longer winless. And college football, pretty much every team won. Um, there really was no upsets. Except um, that I mean, Wake Forest game. At number 10, they got blown out in one of the worst games I've ever seen. Like, so there was, there was a couple, but um, for the most part, the top seeds stay the, stay the same. All right. Well, this is Casino signing off because my my kid is in my lap. (laughs) All right. We will see you guys on Thursday. Get us where you can in all podcast formats. I'll put the link to the podcast right in the description below. Like, comment, do all the YouTube stuff. Tell your friends. Uh, I'm Will. That's Casino. And we'll be back on Thursday. Go to the YouTube channel to just see this show broken up into clips on Tuesday and Wednesdays. So, Happy Halloween. I'm Shaggy. Casino is a stay-at-home dad uh, wearing a beanie. That is his costume this year. So, (laughs) yeah. Adios, man. Bye.